Hallelujah. You know, I got an instruction from the Lord. I was praying before the service and it says, they don't know that when they come together, I am in their midst. We read it, but we don't act like it. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be. Do you know when light comes, darkness disappears? Welcome the presence of the Lord. Welcome the presence of the Lord. Father, we welcome your presence, oh God. We welcome your presence. Another thing he told me is that you do not know that each of you carries a bit of me. Once you see a believer, you see a bit of God. Help me go to three or four people, hold them. I say, I can feel God. I can see God because I can see you. You are a carrier of the oil of the Holy Spirit. You are made in the image and the likeness of God. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. Show some gratitude, show some excitement that the believers are here. God is here. Each one is carrying a bit of God. Hallelujah. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself. The, the enemy doesn't want you to know that you carry God wherever you go. Amen. I said amen. amen. Now you may be seated. It's my joy to welcome you to this midweek service and it's a special one it's our warfare Wednesday and the Lord will hand over the victory to each and every one of us blessed be God in Jesus mighty name want to take time to welcome those of our brethren who are not able to be in physically in this auditorium but they're online from your office from your in your car wherever you are whichever city whichever state whichever country you're in let us make them feel welcome because as you're part of the warfare you'll be part of the testimony of victory in jesus name can you say amen to that amen now i want you to realize something that may not have struck you uh, two Sundays ago, I brought in the word of the Lord, Jehovah Ulubeja. How many of you remember that? Now, it wasn't warfare Wednesday. The Holy Spirit said, go there and declare Jehovah Ulubeja. Meaning that God, I didn't even know I was in a zone of my own. I didn't remember anything, whether there's warfare Wednesday. I just came here. I launched out. And now we're into Warfare Wednesday. The truth is that the battle has been fought. The victory is settled. Time is about to reveal it. So we're not here fighting our own battles. Mm -mm. The battle has been fought. Let me explain something about time and eternity. Something done in eternity, it takes a while for time to reveal it. And that's why you need to have faith. As far as God is concerned, when God says something, it's already done. Time is slow to catch up. I want to announce to somebody, that battle, you have already won that battle. The victory is going to be revealed by time. You know what time is? Time is like a wrapper. You can't see what is in the parcel until you remove the wrapper. The time is going to move out of way. You are going to embrace your testimony. If you know you're that person, shout aloud, amen. amen. So today we're here. The Bible says, Proverbs 16 verse 7, When a man's way pleases the Lord, 
he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him by force by fire when we launched into worship when we obeyed God and we invited Jehovah Olubeja and we sang that song, Jehovah Olubeja, and we sang that song, Ali Willish and all that, something already happened in the spiritual realm that the time realm is about to reveal. At that time, we pleased the Lord and so he is causing by force, by fire, whatever stands to be a kind of enemy of any sort to be at peace with us howsoever and when your trouble becomes at peace with you you don't have that problem anymore testimony is your portion my portion in the name of the lord jesus christ now today i sent a word out this morning preparing us for today's meeting and that word this morning i I, I, I tagged it, I said to you, not every battle is worth fighting because there are empty victories and sometimes there's no worthwhile spoil. But God is calling us to fight the good warfare. Fight to win, hashtag fight to win, fight to escape. As I say that, and you know that it was something that you're dealing with, just say amen. Hashtag fight to win. Hashtag fight to escape. Hashtag fight to possess it. Hashtag fight to take it back. Fight back to breakthrough. And fight back for lasting peace. Will you please say amen? Now, all that has been done. That's what the Lord says. It's been done. Just maintain faith to see the result of what has been done. Will somebody please say amen? Yeah. You know, people of faith don't need to see something to believe it. People of faith believe and time will now reveal it. The moment you don't walk in faith, you don't qualify for the manifestation. So the first thing I want to say to you is you already have the victory. Say amen. Now, so this evening, we're not fighting to receive. We're not fighting to overcome. We're not fighting. No, no, no. It's another battle. That battle was our battle. Jehovah has fought the battle for us. But there is a battle he will not fight for us. And if we don't fight that battle, this battle that Jehovah fought for us, we're, we're, we're toying with the possibility of seeing the manifestation. So, I'm going to read to you 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, the New King James Version of the Bible. It says, Paul said to Timothy, son, this charge I commit to you, my son Timothy. According to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. According to the promises, according to the prophecies, according to the pronouncements that has been made concerning you. And I'm talking about you sitting on that chair. By them, you should wave the, wage the good warfare. So it's not about what God wants to do. 
it's about something else. I'm going to read a commentary by a man of God called Ray C. Stedman. The title is Fight the Good Warfare, obviously. And the, 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 the commentary goes like this. The fundamental nature of Christianity is that it is a warfare in which we're all involved and there's no exit until the end. That's why I said Ogunlaye. And in, in English means life is full of battles. And this is so whether you like it or not. This is so. So this great man, Ray C. Stedman, says, he was commenting on 1 Timothy 1.18. He says, the fundamental nature of Christianity is that it is a warfare in which we're all involved and there's no exit until the end. The moment you entered a lifelong battle because the enemy is not going to rest. And this struggle to be easy. Many Christians, they forget that. place no bible says pray without season helps a lot in teaching on the television and social media there is a widespread attitude today that when you become a christian god begins to work for you and so everything will be good and smooth really not true the object of this warfare the one many people non-christians are fighting the battle to make it in life and to keep making it in life everybody is engaged in that battle but that's not the christian warfare we're talking about paul was talking about being a christian or living a christ-like life in the midst of dangerous pressures and and counter countering forces in the midst of dangerous pressures and countering forces that's the battle that's called the good warfare the battle of you making it Jehovah will fight that for you but this one of living a Christ-like life in the midst of dangerous pressures and countering forces is a battle he will not fight for you you got to fight this one and if a man's way pleases the Lord he causes his enemies to be at peace with him he causes it because it takes up the fight the commentary goes on it says the world and society are committed to a godless philosophy which says enjoy yourself now and that's what life is all about just eat drink and be merry you turn on the social media it's about enjoying and entertainment this philosophy is shouted at us every time we turn on the television radio or social media everywhere we hear it you deserve the best take it now don't let anybody stand in your way live your own life this is the voice of the world the voice of the enemy of our souls what makes this warfare tough is that we are opposed by three resourceful and utterly ruthless enemies called the world the flesh and the devil as long as we don't fight this battle we cannot please the Lord the battle of living a Christ-like life in the midst of every kind of opposition 
because the Bible says when the man's way pleases the Lord, way of living, way of responding to things, he makes his enemies, he causes his enemies to become at peace with him. I continue the commentary by this man. He says, what makes this warfare, um, multimedia, you can bring that up. What makes this warfare tough is that we are opposed by three resourceful and utterly ruthless enemies called the world, the flesh, and the devil. This warfare of pleasing the Lord. We have three major enemies. They are resourceful. They have all kinds of ways of attacking us. And they are utterly, utterly ruthless enemies called the world, the flesh, and what? The devil. The warfare Paul was talking about is to live your life for the glory of God and not to spend it just enjoying yourself. If you listen to what is going on now, it is all about enjoying yourself. It's all about pleasing yourself. But it is when a man's way pleases the Lord that he fights your battle for you and makes sure your enemies are at peace with you. I like this commentary. The warfare Paul was talking about is to live your life for the glory of God. I remember when I was talking about Jehovah Lubele. It says, um, uh, uh, Abraham, against all odds, believed God and so on and so forth. And by so he glorified God. And God fought his battle. Not only did he have a son, father of many nations. So the warfare Paul was talking about to us precedes the battle that Jehovah should fight for us. It's the warfare of how to live your life for the glory of God and not to spend your life just pleasing and enjoying yourself. So the battle is how to be Christ-like, loving, forgiving, understanding and pure in the midst of those dangerous pressures and countering forces. This is what Paul was referring to when he encourages is referring to when he encourages Timothy to wage the good warfare. Are you with me? Are you with me? Bible says we ask him whatever we want and we receive because we do what he says and do what those things are pleasing in his sight. That is in the New Testament. And so the world is not talking about pleasing God anymore. Hello? The world is not talking about, it's about how God is going to please us. You see, what they have done is turn the equation the wrong way. If you please God, God will cause your enemies to be at peace with you. Not because you even fought. God says, I'll take on your battle. I'll be your Jehovah Olubija. Today, the real battle we want to fight is not the battle against poverty and so on. God says, I will deal with that if you please me. It is, you are saved to please God. And today is like God was made to please us. Am I alone? It's, that's the way it is. You come to church, God should do what you want. No, no, no. We come to church to learn how to do what God pleases and then God takes over our battles. Let me prove that to you. In 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15, the New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 15, the New Living Translation, it says, He died for everyone. 
so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. The word no longer is that is how we used to live. We cannot continue after we got saved. He said instead of doing that, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. That is we go ahead after salvation to live a life to please God and when our way pleases God we ask what we want and he does it for us he goes out of his way to cause our enemies to be at peace with us whether they like it or not give me the living the living bible the living bible says he died for all so that all who live haven't received eternal life from him might live no longer for themselves to please themselves but to spend their lives pleasing Christ who died and rose again for them he died for all of us so that when we live having received eternal life from him might no longer live for themselves or ourselves to please ourselves but to spend our lives i'm talking about spend our lives how do you define life your days your weeks your months and your years no apology once you are saved your focus should be to please god the world is saying no go to church so that god can please you the Bible says you come to church, you come to Christ, he saves you so that you can now no longer be living to please yourself, but to please God. Who? It says to spend their lives pleasing Christ who died and rose again. That is the challenge. The natural man wants to please himself. Can I get a witness? The natural man wants to do what? Please himself. It's a battle. It's a battle you will never stop fighting because your flesh will always show up. The devil will always show up. The three things were listed that will continue to stand away. The world, the flesh, and the devil will always make you go back to somehow, somehow, living a selfish, self-involved, self-centered life, which is against the law of love for God because God did not please himself when he sent his son to die for us and after he had done that as an example we should now live to please him it is a battle that is the battle that we are supposed to be fighting the Jehovah Lubeja it says when your way pleases the Lord he causes your enemies to be at peace. It didn't say he causes because you fasted, because you cried, because you shouted. Mm -mm. It's a response. It's an automated response to those that will go all out to please God. What God is saying, you are losing that battle of living to please Christ because of your experiences, because of people who maltreated you, because life has been hard, because nobody else is doing it, because nobody is talking about it. It says, but that's the winning equation. Your flesh is not going to make it easy. The press is not going to make it easy. Um, the devil is not going to make it easy. And so today, everybody says, do you. Go your own way. 
It's your life. You don't owe anybody. If you're not happy with this church, just go to the next church. It doesn't matter whether it pleases God or not. Please yourself. The children are pleasing themselves. The parents can see it. Most parents my age will tell you the children are not like us. They please themselves. The moment they don't need your money anymore, you will remember what I said. Right now that you're giving them money, you're paying their school, you say, oh, not come and ask people like us. That our children earn their own money, they buy their own car, they buy their own ticket, they travel. That's when you will know submission. I senior you, I senior you. Come and ask me. Come and ask me. We are going to have to pray. That's why in the home today, what God said about how the home should run is a big problem. How the church should run is a big problem for people. How the nation should run is a big problem for people. That's the real battle. God is not going to fight that battle. Today, we're going to cry to God and say, Lord, I know that I struggle. I know that I'm not pleasing you as much as I should. I know that when you say something, sometimes I negotiate how I want to do it if I want to do it. How many of us follow the timing of God? God wakes you up at 2 a.m. and says, start praying. You say, no, 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 I can pray at 6. Oh, there's warfare prayer today. I will pray there. You're in the service. God says, go to that person. That person is in trouble. Go and do so, so, so. You say, no, I don't want that. It's not the Holy Spirit talking to me. And you know what people tell me? He said, but nothing has happened to me. I have been doing this all the time. Nothing has happened. It's not a question of nothing bad has happened to me. What about all the good things that should have happened for you if you had done the right thing? Are you there? Are you there? We're going to pray. Philippians 2 verse 15b, the NIV says, We should become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. I want to ask you, when we leave church, pastors, talk to me. How come we don't notice who is a Christian in traffic? How come when you go to the market, you can't tell who is a Christian? How come in your office, if they don't bring their Bible out, by people's behavior, by people's response to things, you cannot tell who a Christian is. But the Bible says you should become, I like the word become, by praying, by submitting, fighting the battle of your own flesh. Fighting so that it, your flesh can release you to please God, so that God can fight your battles for you. It says become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a what? crooked and depraved generation instead of an eye for an eye if you can't beat them join them after all everybody's doing it he said rather you should shine like stars in the universe I am the senior pastor of this church I should be able to tell who is shining. And I can't say there are many. There are few. 
but I wish there were more. I'm not blaming you. You ha- we all have a battle to fight our flesh. It's not about just fighting the flesh. It is debarring God from fighting our battles and giving us the victory that it cost him nothing to do that. It's an equation. If you please yourself, you will have to fight your own battles. If you didn't hear anything I said, if you please yourself, you will have to fight your own battles. Let me read the English Standard Version of the same scripture to you. It says, be blameless. And what? Innocent. Children of God without blemish in the midst of a corrupt, crooked, corrupt, and twisted generation among whom you live, but you must shine out as light in the world. On Sunday evening, I'm driving in Lekki. I can't tell who is a Christian. It's not obvious. You sh- we should stand out. They say Nigeria is corrupt. Why are we not standing out? That's what God is waiting for. When you do that, your way of living pleases God. God says, I got your battle. I'm going to deal with it. I'm going to fight it for you. You don't even need. Be still and know that I am God. This battle is not your battle. I'm going to fight. You are going to give you the victory and you will spend your life collecting spoils. The spoils you should be collecting were sweating for it. You know when you collect spoils, somebody worked and you collected the harvest. I know you haven't heard this in a long time. Pastors don't talk about it because God told me to talk about it. That's the real battle we want to fight today. The battle against our flesh. The battle against the temptation we have succumbed to. The battle of the trend. The trend is something is pushing all of us in the wrong direction. So we're fighting a battle God should have fought for us. Today there will be a turnaround in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me... Let me read the message translation to you. Same scripture, Philippians 2, verse 15. It says, go out into the world. In the world of corrupt Nigeria. Go out into that world uncorrupted. A breath of fresh air. You know, I said to people, you should be a sweet example no 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 not example experience I said you when when people meet you you should be an experience they go home and talk about if there's nothing about you different from how they have related with people you need to pray as pastor of grace assembly people should be coming to me say when I experience one of your members pastor I, I, I salute I have respect if I come to your office, will your boss rush now and say, my God, what do you teach people? This fellow in my office is just like Daniel. Concerning his work, they could find nothing wrong with him. No cheating, no lying, no, no avoiding office, no saying I'm sick when he should be in the office, nothing. They could find nothing. The only thing they could use to get him is about his prayer. A new king comes into authority and says, I have heard of you, Daniel, that you have the wisdom of the gods and you have the character of God to back it up. 
Showtime. Pastor Collins, how many times have you heard somebody come and say, ah, I met one of your people. What a fresh experience. It says, go out into the world uncorrupted, a breath of fresh air in this squalid, you know what squalid means? Stinking. Infectious, infection reading society. Be a breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted society. Provide people with a glimpse of good living. And of the living God. It means that you should be so much like God. Not in when you come to church and you shout hallelujah. Wherever you go, you will show them what good living is. And you show them the personification of the living God. It says when you do that, you don't even need to pray. You don't even need to ask for it. I'm going to fight your battle. I'm going to make, put to shame whatever stands against you. Because your way of living your way of dealing with people pleases me. Can I tell you something? If you work for a powerful person and you please the person, they change your life. How you know how powerful somebody is is when you please them, what they do changes your generations. Can I submit to you, I don't agree that we need to beg God to change our lives. I don't agree. We just need to please him by going out into this corrupt society, providing for them a, a, a glimpse of how God is, being a great example that they, they can't stop talking about. How will heaven not single you out for a blessing? We're going to pray. If you're going to be honest, if you know that you cannot say, people are talking about how different you are as a Nigerian, you need to bow your heads and begin to pray. And let us be honest to God. Say, God, I desire to please you. What happened to me? Why am I not going the extra mile? Why am I blending into the landscape just because the, everybody's doing it? How, how did I become like this? Why am I settling? Somebody offends me, I offend them two times. An eye for an eye of the Old Testament, when we should be in the New Testament, when it says pray for your enemies. Bless those that curse you. That's what the Bible says. That's how you're going to play. It says bless those that curse you, that you may be the sons of your father in heaven. Which means if you don't do that, you are not a, a son. You are a source of shame. It says, if you greet only those that greet you, you're not better than the Pharisees. Except your righteousness shall exceed that you cannot please God. It's not about us begging God. No, 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 no. My children don't need to beg me if they please me, except I don't have the power to do it. I have done some amazing things for my children to the extent of my capacity that stunned them because they probably didn't know I could do those things because they pleased me. It's a response for a good father to do amazing things for the child that pleases him. Father, we're here today examining the truth of the word of God, not what the media is saying, not what the common adulterated gospel that's going on around. We purge our hearts before you and say we have believed a lie 
we don't need to beg you. There's no good parent that your children need to beg you to do good things for them. It's not true. We rejoice. We're glad we can do it. Please, let's not talk bad about God. God does not need to be begged to take care of his own. He's the good father. He's the best father. Whatever, whatever is wrong, let us take it to God. This is the battle today. It's within us. We need to purge ourselves from the warped standards of the gospel that we have heard and imbibed because it was convenient. Let us pray against convenient Christianity. Lord, it's not about convenience. It's about pleasing you. Strengthen me from Zion. Renew me by your spirit. Change my heart, oh God. May I be like Christ. I want to give this world a, a glimpse of good living. I want to please my, my father to the extent that when they see me, they see a little Christ. Oh, Christian is, the, the word Christian means a little Christ. So that the life that I live, I no longer live in the flesh. Responding in the flesh, thinking in the flesh, manifesting in the flesh, reacting in the flesh. But the life that I live, I live by the Son of God who died for me and was raised for me. It is no longer I. I don't want them to see Femi Paul anymore. I want them to see Jesus. The kingdom is not a word. Just talking scripture. Talking scripture is by a demonstration of the power of resurrection. Go into the world uncorrupted. A breath of fresh air in this squalid and polluted Nigeria. Give people a glimpse of good living. Give people a, a glimpse of the living God. If they said they can't see God, when they see you, they know what God is like. When they hear you talk, they know how God talks. When they interact with you, they know how God is good. And it's not a reciprocation. They don't have to be good to you for you to be good to them. If you're good to those that give to you, Bible says you're not better than the Sadducees. It says be blameless and innocent, children of God without blemish, without blemish in the midst of the corrupt and crooked and twisted generation of liars. They have a form of godliness but they deny the power thereof. It says amongst whom you ought to shine as lights in this dark world. It's about time we went back to those scriptures. The Bible says, if you, being evil, know how to do good things for your children, how much more would I, the Heavenly Father, do good things for those that ask me? If How can you think you are better than God? Because you do good things for your children and you now think God needs to be begged. You need to cry. You need to roll on the floor. No, no, no. God is good and his mercies they endure forevermore. He's the epitome and the embodiment of good. There's no darkness in him. The Bible says he does no evil to his children. 
It said, will your children ask you for bread and you give them stone? Will your children ask you for fish and you give them a snow? It says, if you being evil, I don't care who you are, you are evil compared to God. You cannot be, you cannot be compared to God. If you being evil, know how to do good things for your children. How much more? How much more will I give you with every good I give you, every good thing along with Christ that I gave you, my only son? It's not true. That we need to beg God. It's not true. That we need to act like slaves. It's not true. Bible says it is a good pleasure of the Father to give you the kingdom. Let us pray that Lord help me that my ways of doing things, the way of living, the way I respond to people, the way I do things in church, the way I handle the things of God. Come on now. May please you. To the extent that without me doing a song and a dance, you cause my enemies, Jehovah Olubeja, you fight my enemies and shut them down and cause them to even begin to celebrate me. Yes, Lord. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. You saved us when we are the enemies of the cross. You gave up your son even when you, you were not even sure we'll accept him. That's who you are. How much then with Christ you will not give us every good thing? It is not true that God is a reluctant father. It's not true that God is a difficult father. It is our ways that do not please him. We want to force his hand instead of move his heart. If you move his heart, his hand will move. We want to move his hand, but we're not touching his heart. His heart is go into the world and shine like lights. Don't be like them. Be my ambassador. The Bible says, now are you ambassadors of Christ? In your industry, are you an experience? In your bank where you work, are you an experience? an experience the moment Daniel spoke heaven answered the 21 days was because of the prince of Pasha I want to speak it says what before you speak I will hear you I will answer you whilst you're speaking I will answer you Lord I repent I repent I repent I cannot justify myself the problem is on this side oh Lord we have not done what you told us to do we'll be ruled by our sense of justice uh, they're not nice to me why should I be nice to them <laughs> ah, everybody's cheating and cutting corners how will I make it if I don't cheat uh, you're cheating people out of their money and you want God to take the glory no sir God is able to bless you He's able to make waters in the in the desert. He's able to, to bring water from the rock. He has not changed. We are the ones that we need to change. Let us ask for God for mercy. Lord, have mercy on my soul. I will not justify myself before you. I will not. I just need grace. I just need another chance. I just want to please you, Lord. We used to sing songs like, to be pleasing you is all I want to do. We don't sing those songs anymore. To be pleasing you is all I want to be.
not easy. This battle is harder than asking God for things. It's a battle of crucifying the flesh. Even when you are in relationships for their own good, everybody is playing. It is, it, it is a chess game. The love is not pure. Bible says love is pure. Love does not take account of wrong. Love is kind. The Bible says, Colossians 1 verses 9 to 10, it says, it is for this reason, in capital, for this reason, we also, since we, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to praise for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It is so that you may walk worthy of the Lord. It is so that you will walk worthy. That's why we don't cease praying for you. It is so that you achieve this thing that others will fail at. It is so that you walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing him. We never cease to stop praying for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, not misunderstanding. It is so that you may walk worthy, walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being an experience in your society, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God in every good work, in every season. His leaves do not wither. He brings the food every season to the glory of God. It is for this reason we, we also since the day we had do not cease to pray for you. If I'm praying for you, why are you not praying for yourself? This is to ask that we may be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom. Not the wisdom of this world, but the wisdom of God that is gentle and kind and full of love. And spiritual understanding, not fleshly misunderstanding. It is so that it is so that it is so that we may begin to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Ah, to be pleasing you is all I want to be. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. If a man's way fully please God, who is the bread seed that will stand before him? If the man's way pleases the Lord, what is too hard for the Lord to do? When Solomon pleased God, God gave him a blank check, said, ask whatever in the whole universe and you will give it to you. And when he asked, he said, no, you didn't even ask what people will ask. He said, to add in addition to what you ask, I will give you long life. I'll give you wealth like never before. Solomon did not ask. That is who God is. If you please him, you don't need to be asking. He knows the needs in your heart. Before you speak, he can hear you. Spend all the time asking, asking. When we should spend our life pleasing him. Solomon asked for only wisdom to do the job God gave him. He said, your life of your enemies, I will give you peace on every side. I will give you money. I will give you long life. Even all the nonsense he did, all the many wives and so on, God says, I have so much forget it because you please me. May we be found to be well pleasing before God. The New Living Translation says, 
So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will. His will is that you please him. Not please yourself. Not please your emotion. His will is not to please man. Oh, Paul said, if I be a pleaser of men, I will not be a servant of God. God give us a revival in our heart. Give us a revival. Purge our hearts of sin. Purge our hearts of self. Purge our hearts of being self-absorbed. Purge our hearts of the lie that we have, we have imbibed. And that's, that's why our, heart, our, our way is hard. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. The opposite of that is if you are pleaser, your way will be easy. to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding literally to verse 10 then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord hey then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord and your lives will produce every kind of good fruit and all the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better ah it says we pray also pray verse 11 that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power listen to this so that you will have all the endurance and all the patience you need if you're going to please God you got to need endurance people are going to be mean to you they will not change but you if you have endurance you will get past it he says, I'm praying for you that you, you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so that you will have all the endurance. Come on now. Huh? And all the patience you need if you want to please God. It's not an stroll in the park. You're going to need God's power to build into you endurance. People, may not, people will not be nice to you because you're nice to them. Because you're not doing it for them, you're doing it for God. It is like water on the back of the fish. If you say thank you, that's good. If you don't say thank you, it don't change nothing I wasn't doing it because of you I was doing it to please the Lord what has happened to us if people are not grateful we stop being kind somebody broke your heart and you're mean to every other every and any other person of the others or other sex from that time how can you transpose somebody's sin to another one that's why we can't forgive anymore. That's why we keep an account 10 years, 20 years of what people have done. Love takes no account of wrong. Without love, you cannot please God because God is love. I'm speaking to you. Bow your heads in prayer and ask for God's mercy. That we may be filled with the knowledge of his will and for with his glorious power. That we may be endured with patience and endurance so that we can live in a life that will always honor and please the Lord and that our lives will produce every kind of good fruit. With long life will he satisfy such ones. Goodness and mercy will attach themselves. He will lay a table before you in the sight of your enemy. That's the will of God concerning us. It says then the way you live will always honor and please the Lord. And your lives will produce every kind of fruit. I know some of us started well. 
you'll be shaking as I'm talking now because you know I'm talking about you started well but how are the mighty falling you have dropped the standards of kindness the standards of, of, of worship the standards of serving God it's now conditional about how you feel some people say but I'm doing better than other people it, are other people your standard Christ is our standard Somebody here used to be sold out to the Lord. You have become a shadow of who you used to be. Because people help you to accept a wrong standard. And now you are a shadow. Listen, is God really pleased with your standard? Is God really pleased with our standard? I read 2 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. It says, Now there was a long war between the house of David and the, the house of Saul and the house of David. But David grew stronger and stronger and the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. There is a battle going on. Uh, the world is saying, make sure they don't please God. Make sure they live to please themselves. It's your life. Do you. Go your own way. Wait, you don't send anybody. Don't let anybody get here. Not even your parents. What's your own with your parents? What's your own with your pastor? If it says nonsense, go to another church. You're just going to please yourself. What do you concern me with my boss? I don't have to. I can change my job. But the Bible says you should be faithful even to the boss that is not so kind. Whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord, not as unto man. And that which you do, God will reward you for it. How did we get here? So the house of Saul, representing the carnal Christian, grew weaker and weaker in the ability and the zeal to please God. You used to have more zeal, but it's growing weaker and weaker. But we're not supposed to be getting weaker and weaker. We're supposed to be getting stronger and stronger. Many in Grace Assembly now are much weaker in, the, in their walk with God than when they first started. Many today cannot measure up to the, who they used to be. In the way they used to speak the truth in love. In the way they used to seek after the things of God. In the way they used to submit themselves to authority. They're not the same person anymore. The world has crept in. The flesh has overtaken. The devil is sitting on their ability to please God. And now prayer is now hard. The heavens have become iron. When the heavens should be open. Many are weak in the area of their love. They can't love anymore. Once love dies, Christianity goes. Once kindness does not exist, there's nothing called love. When you don't serve God more than you serve yourself and serve man, then God is not your God. Self is your God or your job or your profession is your God. How can you give somebody else what you will never give to God? The person you give the most to is the God of your life. At one point in time, we never negotiated the word of God. We never argued. Today, as a pastor is preaching, you're arguing. As a pastor, I say, let's do something. He said, no, why should we do it? How are the mighty falling? You need to, we need to go down on our knees and cry to God. So, I don't know what happened to me. I don't know how I got here. Justifying rubbish. Writing our own Bibles. 
We can't preach without you getting upset anymore. A church that wants the pastor to say what makes them happy. We can't take rebuke anymore. The Bible says rebuke people that it may be well with their souls. Now that you have money, the pastor has to be shaking for you. He wasn't shaking for you when he didn't have money. You're still the same person. And who gave you the money anyway? to serve God when you are single. Now because you have two children, you come to church at 10 o'clock, nobody can talk to you. The usher cannot talk to you because God has blessed you. Uh-huh. The house of Saul got weaker and weaker. The longer we spend in Christ, the stronger Christians we should be, not weaker. And people in our area are talking. They've lived in your area for 10 years. They saw when you went to night vigil every Friday. Now nobody can call you night vigil. You don't even, you delete it instantly. But you go to night parties. You dance for eight hours. You spray the kind of money you will never bring to church. And you criticize everybody. Is there anything at all we can criticize about you? If we knew you that well, would we still respect you that much? Let us cry to God. God wants you to come back home. God wants you to come back to how you used to be. How we, how we were when we first believed. So you have outgrown God now. You have outgrown the Bible. The house of Saul was the one that got weaker. The house of David, the one that was given to God, became stronger. The light of the just should shine brighter and brighter, not dimmer and dimmer. It is not conditional to what is going on around. No, sir. We should be an experience. The mothers are saying to me, our sons who want to get married, they don't even want to have a girlfriend. Where are the single ladies who will be like Sarah? Where are the ones that will call their husband Lord? Where are the ones that they said all of them, all they do is money? Ah, in church. Is this how God, we're going to please God? run their family what is the word of God how we should conduct ourselves in our families what is the word of God how we should conduct ourselves in the nation what is the word of God the standard of friendship a friend is born for the day of adversity so when your friend is in trouble what do you do do you help or do you gossip Let's go to God, bow our heads in prayer. Let us be restored so that we can be found to be well pleasing before Him. The Bible says, In the end, the love of many will wax cold, which means the expression of their faith will become so little, the light is so dim, it's almost invisible. There's low current in the Christianity of a lot of us. A bulb that is of no use is not even as big as a matchstick. It used to be a fluorescent tube before. It used to be a floodlight of glory. It used to drive away the darkness wherever you went. Darkness ran away. But now you come into a place there's no difference. The 
Bible says, Matthew 24, verses 12 to 13, because of the increase, the NIV, it says, because of the increase of wickedness, the love of many will grow cold. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. But he who stands firm in the God that he met, in the God that speaks the truth, in the God that we should reflect his glory, in the Bible says, still we become like Christ. to become like our old self how is it we want to please men and our societies and our colleagues more than we want to please God how is it now we can't come for night vigil but we go for night parties what is the difference century version says there will be more and more evil in the world so so most people will stop showing their love for each other because there'll be more and more evil so so most people will stop showing their love for each other our heart has shrunken it has shriveled up it's like a, it's like an old orange that has lost all the all, all the juice it's it's tight it's ugly it cannot bring any juice not a drop for somebody that is dying Verse 13 says, but those people who keep their faith unto the end, who keep their faith in God, who keep their faith in the right living, to the end will be saved. The Living Bible says, sin will be rampant everywhere and, and will cool the love of many. Sin will be so rampant everywhere and it will cool. Oh, Bible says, I wish you were hot. Oh, you're lukewarm. I spit you out. How can lukewarm provoke God to answer prayers? How can lukewarm the heavens open? How can lukewarm please God? It says, I don't like it. I spit it out. Your faith cannot be lukewarm. Your service to God cannot be lukewarm. The way you respond to evil people cannot be lukewarm. You are for a sign. You are supposed to be a wonder. We are the light of the world. We should be the salt of the earth. We should be an experience like none before. There's so many of us in Nigeria and no experience. If salt were to lose its favor, how can it be pleasing to the owner of the table? Lots of salt, no change in the taste of the food. The message Bible says, but, but for many others, the overwhelming spread of evil will do them in. The overwhelming spread of evil will do them in. Nothing left of their love but a mound of ashes. Nothing left of their love. Can't walk in love anymore. Can't serve in love anymore. Can't make any sacrifices. It's only love that sacrifices. Selfishness will never sacrifice. Thirteen says, "Stain with it." That's what God requires. Stain with it, being an example of the believer. Bible Paul said to Timothy, "Be an example of the believer. Be the example that will make people change." Stain with it. That's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. I'm quoting verbatim. Matthew 24 verse 13, the message Bible says, stay with it. That's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry, you will be saved. 
The same Paul speaking to the Hebrews in Hebrews 10 verses 38 to 39 says, Now the just shall live by faith. Not by arguments, not by negotiations, not by being like the world. No, be ye separate from them, saith the Lord. Now the just shall, shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. How can the person that the God is saying, my soul has no pleasure in you, how can you please God? How can God be your only major? How can he cause your enemies to be at peace with you? Now the just shall live by faith. If anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we, hallelujah, we are not of them that who draw back unto perdition, but we are of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Second Corinthians 6 verses 17 to 18 says, Therefore, come out from amongst them, said the new king Jesus. Therefore, come out from amongst those who water down the gospel, who are imposters, who, who, who are actors, but they are not believers. Come out from amongst them and be ye separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean and I will receive you. Then I will be a father to you. Hallelujah. And you shall be my sons and my daughters, said the Lord Almighty. The Message Bible, 2 Corinthians 16 to 17 says, so leave the corruption and the compromise. Leave it for good. I'm quoting the Bible. So leave the corruption and the compromise. Leave it for good, says the Lord. Don't link up with those who pollute you and your faith and the standard that you received when you first believed. Don't link up with them anymore. Those who pollute your relationship with God. God says, I want you all for myself. Child of God, God loves you so much. He says, I want you all for myself. Even in your mess, I want you all for myself if you will come out of them. I will wash you. I will clean you up. I will anoint you. I'll put fragrance upon you because I want you all for myself. Don't rubbish yourself with people and the people that you ought not to be with. Don't, don't be like the pig that goes back into the murky waters. No. God says, I want you all for myself. Verse 18 says, then I will be a father to you. And you'll be my sons and my daughters. The word of the master, God. The word of the master, God. God says, I want you all for myself. Is there anybody here that wants to come to the altar and say, Lord, I'm coming. I want to give all of myself to you. Is there anybody here who's broken? Someone who says, I've judged the standards. I fall short. If you want to come, just come quickly. God says, I want you all for myself. I'm still crazily in love with you. I still want to be your father. I still don't want to give up on you. I still love you. I still waiting for you. If you will come back home, I'm going to throw you a party. I'm not going to flog you. I'm going to receive you like the prodigal. I'm going to throw you a party. I'm going to give you a new old cloak. I'm going to put shoes on your feet. I'm going to give you authority over demons. We lift up our hands to God and say, Lord, I'm here because of you. Come on, give us a song. Give us a song. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. Withholding nothing. I surrender. 
even myself that in some areas I used to do better the frustration the darkness in the hearts of people putting out the lights of our fervency and zeal forgive all of us Lord let mercy triumph over judgment over us we're still with you but we're not demonstrating enough love and submission we're not shining the light and showing them a glimpse of Christ with our good living we are blended with the world for whatever reason we're sorry Lord Paul says we do not cease to pray for you that you be filled with the knowledge of God's and all wisdom and spiritual understanding you may receive the power of God to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him and abounding in every good work. That heaven may rejoice over us, that Jehovah may fight for us our battles because we are pleasing before Him. Let this be our experience. We all receive the grace to walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Never again sliding backwards, knowingly or knowingly. Never again lowering the standards. The Bible says there's no one that lives unto himself. No, 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 nobody should live for himself. We should all live for God. Bible says, for he died for all of us, so that all who live, having received eternal life from him, might no longer live for themselves, to please themselves, but to spend our lives pleasing Christ, who died and rose for us. Father, we submit to you, we, we hold nothing. Help us to start a fresh new walk with you. You said, who come out from amongst them, you will receive us as sons and daughters. Father, we come to you. Let us feel the breath of God all over our soul. Let us feel the heat of your power so that we'll be carriers of God and the, and the power of the kingdom will be demonstrated wherever we go. As a proof that we're children of God. Let your light shine in us and shine through us and make a difference. Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you for what you have done today. It's a new season, a better season, a better segment of our life. Our light will shine brighter and brighter, never to dim again. Our house will not be like the house of Saul that got weaker and weaker in faith. Weaker and weaker in service to God. It will be like the house of David, stronger and stronger. Our faith, stronger and stronger. Our service, stronger our ministry gets stronger and stronger. Our love gets stronger and stronger. Our light will not dim. 
never again be lukewarm. We're hot by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. We glorify his name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Help me celebrate our good God. Welcoming us back home. Welcoming us back home. Thank you for coming. Thank you. I respect that. I respect that. I respect that. For those online, today is a day of appointment with the Lord. It's a day that God ignites us again. And we, 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 we tumble. And we, we tumble past where we used to be and back to where we ought to be. And so shall it be that we'll blaze a trail for God all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. I want to congratulate you for fighting the battle that you needed to fight. Jehovah will fight the battle you cannot fight. Glory to God. I want to thank you, Grace Assembly, for allowing me to speak a word in season. Bible says in the end, people will not endure sound doctrine anymore. They will gather preachers that will tell them what they want to hear about pleasing themselves at the expense of whosoever. Well, I want Grace Assembly to celebrate yourself again for being a church open to the word of God. <laughs>